Hello, welcome to Baffled, the podcast that tries to find the most amazing, outrageous facts out there and figure out once and for all if they're good, if they're worth telling, or if they're just utter nonsense and should be locked away forever. Uh, my name's Dan. Thank you so much for finding us. This week, I've got like a couple of down-under facts for you. One about a rich sportsman. I've got another about a massive fence. And we've got some classic Disney to close us off as well. Uh, I'm here with Connor. Connor, what have you bought for us? Hello. Yes, right. So I have been looking, I've been digging, and I've been diving for facts. And I've actually found it quite hard this week. I don't know if you used to are struggling to find good facts. So I reached out to a friend of mine. I want to give him a shout. His name's Ant. Thank you for the help with this week. So I've got a little bit of Elvis for you. Fact about if you're an actor, you need to check your props and you really don't want to be a pig. And also, we've got Mark. Mark, what have you been up to? Hello, gentlemen. Right, on the way for you today. Why isn't it clear glass? I'll explain all. An FBI raid with a surprise and wing dolphins. We're covering, like, all bases there. Pigs, dolphins, sportsmen in New Zealand. Uh, Stick around all on the way with a brand new baffle. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Right, welcome back, gents. Con, so you've you've had help. You you've you've brought in a ringer to help you out this week. Outsourced. Yeah, so basically, a good pal of mine, and he uh, he basically said he was going to sue if I didn't give him a mention. So this this week, I've been searching quite a lot, obviously, for the facts, and I've, I've been wanting to find some like fairly good ones. So I thought I'd reach out to him because he's like one of these guys that just has that random knowledge of weird and wonderful things. Um, and he actually provided me with a few good ones. I used uh, two of his facts and one of my own. How do you feel about that, Mark, as the producer? I mean, at least he's done 33%. Hey, if he brings three facts, I don't care where they come from. I don't care if he's paying a small child in... Uh, maybe we shouldn't engage in child labour. But, you know, if you are finding your facts in some way and coming with three facts, I don't care how you get them, to be honest. Is there much market for a fact sweat factory? Maybe a factory, as you wish. Um, potentially. I mean, I haven't got to that level of needing it yet, but, you know, give us another couple of months and maybe, maybe we're all getting them from a sweat factory. You're putting a lot of pressure on your kid ant there, Con. No, yeah, I know. I, I just, I, I actually found it quite good talking. I don't know if you, you guys have been chatting to other people about facts, but when you talk to other friends and stuff and ask if they know any facts, it's, it's good because they're interested in things that you might not be. So they like, 
Like I've got a friend who's really into animals, and I know that he. I thought you didn't give a. I just thought I didn't thought you didn't give a flying f about a fact if you weren't interested in it. No, but you know when it comes to when it comes down to chat with with friends, sometimes they can bring. You know, if it's crap, if it's rubbish, I, I will let them know. So, are you a bit more? open with them than you are with us because as we've shown the last few weeks if you're not into one of our facts i mean you switch off no i've I've learned i've learned i've developed i've listened back to the episodes you know and i'm understanding now that i need to be more appreciative and warming to your facts gentlemen so you, you will notice a difference this week i promise all right so how about this you can start us off do not reveal whether the first fact is an ant fact or uh, uh, one one of the ones that, that sorry the one that okay you right so you us. might already know this fact but um I, I saw it and it's loved a great it. start here we go Elvis Presley was actually blonde okay this is quite interesting hang on um, Elvis the man with the famous black gel gel back hair yes and this is I'm I'm really I'm really happy that you uh, haven't said you know this yes yeah, so Elvis Presley was actually naturally blonde so Presley's personal hairstylist and Mr Larry Larry Geller would dye his hair every two or three weeks to keep it black and shiny. This is one of these facts that I don't really think I would ever care about, but it does make like an interesting... Oh, okay. Huh. I'm just looking at pictures of him blonde, and it's weird. It is weird. So yeah, that was what I was going to get onto. Google Elvis Presley weird. Everyone listening, you two as well. It is well, really Google really Elvis Presley blonde rather than Elvis Presley weird. Oh, sorry. Elvis Presley blonde. Yeah, it's, it's very, very weird. Um, and also as well... I love facts like this. This sort of this sort of stuff is what I love because it's like the iconic thing of somebody. So you know, like if you think about, I don't know, like somebody else that's iconic for a certain hairstyle, and actually that wasn't the way that it's just. I, I find it quite interesting. So I wonder why it remained black because that was like a signature thing, wasn't it? His hair. I mean, it's a lot more striking when it's black. I think blonde just kind of he looks. He just looks like. Eh, whatever. Whereas when it's black, kind of cool. he's kind of like, yeah, okay, you're a star. You're a star. I can buy into that. <laughs> do you reckon they got him? Do you reckon, I, I, in my mind, I thought to myself that maybe they thought Elvis looked too similar to Johnny Bravo. Yeah, that's probably pr- probably what it was. At, back in the day, in the 50s, they thought, you know who this looks like? Uh, the Cartoon Network character that's not going to be made for another 40 years. Oh, brilliant. There we go. I think <clears throat> so it's interesting. I'm looking at Elvis here and the dude is a stunner. I've never really noticed it before. With So like iconic people like Elvis and like Marilyn Monroe, it's really hard to actually think that these people existed because you only ever see them in films or in like caricatures and stories. And they just seem like they were never actually there. Like to, to look at them. I know it sounds baff- like ridiculous to say it like this, but it just reminds you that these people were alive. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. And I, I also as well, I don't know whether you're the same with this, but whenever I see famous people that are always super good looking, I almost think that no, they're not real. You, you're too good looking. It's like uh, Zac Efron. Like he's inhumane. Inhumane? I tell you what, he's... That Netflix show that he's on, my word, that's inhumane. One of the most boring things I've ever seen. Yeah, I know. It's very, very boring. And just a, just a nice little sort of cherry on the cake for this fact. Guess who compared themselves to Elvis saying that other than being blonde, funny, I look just like him. Wasn't that Trump? Yes. Yeah, Trump. Trump believes he looks like Elvis. Oh, you would say that. You would say that, Connor, I think. You, you, would, you would compare yourself to I don't Elvis think I look like Elvis. I think I look more like DiCaprio. <laughs> which one the one out of the revenant 
any DiCaprio really, you know, I just sort of, I sort of change with the times as no, DiCaprio matures. So do you, I. You do look more like DiCaprio than you do Elvis, but you still don't look like DiCaprio. Like, I always get told it like Adrian Childs. Okay, that is not a good thing. That, that is not a good one. That's who you look like. So if you're not from the UK, Adrian Childs is very like middle of the road, Midlands uh, broadcaster from over here. Speaks a little bit like this. Um, so Connor, you look a little bit like him, do you? Yeah, apparently I do look a little bit like him. And you know, if anyone uh, listening wants to uh, see what I look like, head on over to my Instagram. It's uh, at- <laughs> Hey, hey, if you hey, if you look like Adrian Charles as well, please do hit me up on the Instagram. <laughs> hit me up on the DMs. Give me a like. Please oh. do give me a like. Here we go. So, Mark, give us your first fact. Beer bottles are brown because brown glass blocks UV rays to preserve the taste. That is why they are brown or green rather than clear glass. So that's why Corona's always flat. Yeah, Corona's a weird one. I don't know why Corona is clear, but obviously every other bottle of beer is brown or green glass. Uh, to preserve the taste. The thing is also Corona is from like the hottest place of all the beers. Like it's from yeah. Mexico, where you would think there's much more UV in Mexico than there is if you pick up like a Marston's pedigree from the UK. <laughs> the story goes that basically it always used to be brown glass. Then World War II happened and there was a shortage of brown glass. So higher quality beer chose to make make it in green to distinguish themselves because the rest of the companies went back to using clear glass. But there's now with modern day uh, speeding up of, mo- of moving things from place A to B and warehouses and all of that, beer is probably less open to UV rays than it used to be in the past. So I imagine it's a historic thing that it's brown and green rather than like a modern day thing. Now it doesn't really matter so much because you've got warehouses, you've got much quicker transportation from A to B. You're not shipping it places, you're brewing it more local or you're putting it in vans and lorries and such. So therefore nowadays you can get away with clear glass, but that is why historically it's brown or green. I wonder why why pint glasses aren't aren't brown or, or green. Because then, well, they're not because, kept in there for a long yeah. time, aren't they? Oh, it's about the storage side. Yeah, it's about yeah. the storage side. Hence why modern day, it doesn't matter too much and why you do have clear glass. Hmm. Nice little hmm. tour through the... Uh, yeah. Through throughout how you get a beer there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that, Mark. Well, you, Mark. You researched well, you composed well, and you delivered well. So well done, mate. That's thank, fantastic. Thank you very much. Again, I'm just going to mark, mark myself down as an A plus over here. Thank you very much. Yeah, there's, there, I mean... Yeah. There's not really much to say, isn't there? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a fact. It's just one of those tidbits. Yeah, I'm hoping that as this, this episode goes on, we, we get a bit more spicy. Well, you could bring the spice now if you'd like. Well, wait, you want me to go for a second fact? No, I don't want you to go for oh. a second fact. It's in spices and you could, you, could, you could deliver us some banter about beer if you'd like. It gives me raging IBS. There we go. Always back. Have you got any new members of Bibs this week? No, I haven't. No, one guy. But I have got a few people what, that have one guy. So, right. So how many are we looking? So Bibbs is the, the baffled, irritable bowel syndrome club. <laughs> uh, so here we go. We're, what, 15 episodes through this this podcast. Before, you know, there's a hint of trying to monetize it more. Before the merch. Before we get ourselves a website. Before we get ourselves a Facebook page. Before there's talk about going out there. The very first thing that we've done and we've put our name to is uh, a club for people that a lot. 
Yes, pretty much, yes. Yeah, and I, I thought that if we ever was to release merch, like a baby wipe range would probably be quite a nice touch. I mean, to be honest, is it a surprise that the three of us are peddling <laughs> Like, <laughs> that is very much on brand. Baby wipe? How mollycoddled is your ass? Why can't you just use regular toilet paper? Well, I usually have a process of toilet paper, baby wipe, and then finished off with pseudocreme. What? Three-stage wipe? Three-stage wipe. What does the pseudocreme do? Oh, have you have you never pseudocremed your bum? No! What? As in you are taking... So pseudocreme is, uh, I guess, like a, like a moisturiser that you put on babies, really. You get a bit of pseudocreme on your pinky and you properly rub it round the rim. Yeah, like my That's so usually usually mental. my middle usually my that middle is finger. Why? Absolute nonsense. That Be- is why? just silly. No, because sometimes you're wasting right? your time doing this. Think how how long your how many minutes you have in, in, in your life and you are wasting them, just like molly coddling your tour. Wasting them? No, no, no. What it's doing is it is preventing my, my ass from being sore. So basically I, I wipe a lot. I, I don't know whether you are a lot of, but like I, I'm not very... Uh, I'm not are you very a rigorous clean. wiper? Yeah, I'm not very clean. Like it never comes out clean. You know, it's always, it always sort of comes out a little bit all over the place. I've got quite a hairy bum as well. So I find that I have to wipe a lot. And when I'm wiping a lot, it just, it's sore. Like it actually starts to hurt. You're using a wet wipe though. No, no, no. I, I move on to a wet wipe for like the final couple. Um, just to sort of like clean it up and so, then, right, and then get, get the pseudocreme and apply it to where it's a little bit sore and next day it feels brand new. Everyone's going to be very happy that they're wearing masks on public transport right now because if they're listening to this, they're going to be grimacing so much but no one can see it thanks to a lovely mask covering their face. That's just weird. Right, should we have another fact? Should we move away from pseudocreme in bums? At one point, the richest sports person in New Zealand wasn't even a sports person. He was just a dude that carried around Tiger Woods' golf clubs. He caddied for Tiger for 12 years, earned almost $9 million doing that. Jeez. That is a lot of money. He took, well, I mean, he takes a 10% commission of Tiger's winnings, which meant that, I mean, nice. Tiger Woods earned almost $100 million in 12 years. Nice. I mean, to be fair, a caddy does do a bit more than just carry the clubs. Yeah, but it's not like a... Well, like an athlete. Well, in a way, it's probably more of a fundamental role than the actual goal for theirself. It's kind of a, a it's it's kind of like a coach, isn't it? No, it's more than that. I mean, is the it? caddy literally dictates the run of play, dictates the club used. I mean, the golfer just really needs the technique and the ability to be able to play, of course, which is very, very hard to get. But surely it's just advice, though. I mean, it's not like the, the, the caddy's managing the whole thing. It's like, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah, if, if Tiger wants to do it differently, he'll do it differently. Of course he will. But a lot of the top, top, top golfers, I mean, say that they rely heavily on their caddy. Like, you know, it. the caddy almost is dictating the run of play during the game. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not denying that this is a lot of money. It's a lot of money to be paid, but I guess it's kind of in a way sort of worth it, isn't it, really? I mean, it's definitely the way to go, isn't it? If you know you're going to be a caddy for Tiger Woods, you take the commission route every single day of the week. You don't say, oh, no, it's fine. Just pay me 50 grand a year. It's like, no, I want a cut of what we're winning. Yeah, but it's just for him to be the richest sports person in New Zealand at one point. It's quite impressive given how many amazing rugby players they produce. Yeah, but it's also New Zealand. What are you saying about New Zealand? Like, as in, it's not as built, it's not like as built up. I mean, I can't imagine their economy is as strong as some other parts of the world. I, I, I don't know if it would necessarily be a country that would 
pay sportsmen ridiculous money like we do in the UK and in the US. I just, I'm not surprised. But they, but they, they, they have bred for want of a better word, um, some of the, you know, the best rugby players in history. Like how, yeah. how are these people being usurped to the top title by a, a guy that, you know, picks out a three wood every now and well, then? Uh, I mean, I don't know rugby. Mark will know this, but Mark, who's the highest paid rugby player? Yes, Mark. Who is the highest paid rugby player? <sighs> I have no idea. But oh, rugby, fair, rug, rugby isn't a very plush sport with money. That's, exactly. And that's that's, that's what the, I'm trying to say. The two main sports in New Zealand will be rugby and cricket, neither of which are that plush with money. And then, and, you know, if, we, if we're comparing like Tiger Woods' caddy, you know, like let's be like he's possibly the best, if not, and probably the most famous golfer of all time. And you're caddying him with all those sponsors and everything. Yeah, I can understand why it would probably be the most paid sportsman. But can we call him a sportsman? So Dan Carter, who is the, who or was the uh, fly half in New Zealand, the one of the best rugby players to a been playing when he was playing uh new zealand icon he earned about 1.1 million pounds a year yeah wow. so over over 12 years if this was back then he would have earned more than him because like the, the dude here the caddy caddied for tiger for 12 years earned nine million dollars less than you know a million dollars a year so dan carter would have would have earned more hey, if you were if you were going to be any sportsman if you were going to like make a go of doing any sport what do you reckon you'd be good at what do you reckon you could you could become a pro at I, I think that if if I'm not saying that I was good enough to become a pro, but um, I did try a bit when I was younger. I think if I was a little bit more rougher um, and a little bit more kind of aggressive, I could have maybe have had a little go at the football thing. That surprises me, actually. I was I was good at football. I was very good at football. Mm, but that was yeah. the only sport I'd done. But I, I was more of a... I wasn't like a... I wasn't like the player that scores all the goals or I was just a centre midfielder that just passed the ball around. Like, but I was good. I was good at my role, uh, but I just wasn't aggressive enough. I was a bit scared. Oh, it's, it's, it is one sob story after another on this show. But talking talking of salary, I just want I just want to get onto this. Have you ever heard Cristiano Ronaldo's breakdown at Juventus? Uh, As in how much yeah. he earns. Yeah, so listen to this a minute. Just this, I have to share this with you, okay? I've got it up in front of me. So Cristiano Ronaldo, this is his contract from Juventus. So this is completely regardless of sponsors, right? So just Juventus alone paying £26 million a year, okay? So you've then got to think about all the sponsors on top of that. Ridiculous. So he gets £26 million a year, which works out... Are we talking out pounds to, or dollars? This is pounds. This has been converted into pounds. So it's £26 million a year. That is two million pound a month, which works out at five hundred thousand pound a week, which works out at seventy one thousand four hundred and twenty eight pound a day, which is two thousand nine hundred and seventy six pound an hour, and then goes down to forty nine pound a minute. So have a listen to the con. That means every minute that you spend pseudocreme in your bum, he's making fifty quid. Mate, mate, uh, exactly. I mean, if I was getting paid fifty quid to pseudocreme my bum, I would be doing it more often. I mean, you talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. There is a uh, there's a quarterback who has just won the Super Bowl in America called Patrick Mahomes. He has just signed a ten year deal for yeah. five hundred million dollars. Wow. 50, 50, 50 mil a year. It's 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 outstanding that the money that these, particularly American top sportsmen, draw in. It's like. 
basketball players get paid a phenomenal amount. Baseball is quite hefty too. Like, where is this cash coming from? At the end of the day, they will just be seen as a business asset. Well, like, yeah, like Ronaldo. Like if Ronaldo, you've got like, a, if you've got a huge star like a Ronaldo, like a Mahomes, like a um, Michael Johnson, Michael Jordan, sorry, then you have someone there who will continually bring you success and therefore you're more marketable, you'll sell more shirts, you'll sell more tickets and everything. So it's almost like they're an investment rather than just, you know, the three of us get paid to do our jobs, but really are we going to change the face of the companies we work for? Probably not. Whereas well, these got- guys absolutely do. Well, uh, um, this is this is another thing as well. So Juventus, like... This is incredible. So when when Juventus signed Ronaldo, it was like a hundred million pound deal, uh, uh, a euro deal or whatever it is. Um, and apparently, like this is the impact of somebody like him. As Cristiano Ronaldo joined Juventus, the team sold sixty million pound worth of jerseys in the first twenty four hours. I'd have thought you'd have been more of like a, a runner, you know, like a like I'm a so runner. slow. I'm you so got, slow. Yeah, but it's just you got quite long legs or like a pole yes, vaulter. So. I, I'm quite good at like long distance. Um, I, I can run long distance and I'm okay. I'm not very fast, but no, just football. I was, I was just naturally really good at football, like both feet, just, it, it just clicked. I was just really good at it. And that was it really. I didn't really do any other sports. I was okay at badminton. That's like the only other thing. I don't know. I feel about someone opening saying that they were very good at a sport. I don't think I could bring myself to do that. Well, you have to be honest with yourself. Like, you know, are you a good presenter? Yes, you are. Be confident. Important. The difference is that he does presenting for a job, whereas you don't do football for a job. No, no, but there's nothing wrong with being good at football. I mean, Mark, you're quite a good golfer, right? I mean, I play golf. Yeah, but you you know, you, you're either quite good, quite bad, or you're okay. Would um, you say you're quite good? I would you play quite I'm, a lot. I would say I'm okay. But you have to bear in mind, I played football for 13 years. If I played for 13 years at like a top division where I live, I would have had to have been all right. Did you play in the Premier League? No, I played in uh, the uh, Essex Division 1. Mate, did you ever get signed by anyone? Uh, I had trials at uh, Chelsea and I had trials at um, like Arsenal shadow team. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't get in. To break, to go to Lou every two minutes. Well, yeah, the kit was a bit dirty. I just, so I was a goalkeeper and genuinely I once got told well, yeah, that's, yeah, by, uh, by Crystal, by Crystal Palace scout. He went, he said, he said to our manager who happened to be my dad, he went, I love your keeper. I'd sign him, but I know he's never going to be tall enough. Well, joke's on me because I'm only five for eight, so they got it right. But, five you for know, eight? On a good day. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's move back. Second round of facts. Connor, what have you got? Right, so have you seen the film Poltergeist? Poltergeist, no. Poltergeist. No. No. Brilliant. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, the corpses um, in the pool scene of that film, which is quite a famous film, were actually real dead bodies. Uh, oh, jo- really? Jo- yeah, so Joe Beth Williams, who stars in the film, uh, starred in that scene and wasn't told until after the filming ended that they were actually dead bodies. So apparently it was cheaper to use real skeletons. So it's actually skeletons um, instead of real, instead of fake ones. After people on the set found out rumours of the Poltergeist curse started circulating. So yeah, it, 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 they used real skeleton bones from humans and real skeletons in the film. Watch the, watch the scene, you'll never look at it the same. Did you say Poltergeist curse? Yeah, it said something about um, 
who start so she started in the scene wasn't told until after the filming ended apparently it was cheaper to use real skeletons instead of fake ones after people on set found out rumors of a poltergeist curse started circulating i bet you believe in curses don't you um i'm superstitious have you still got your lucky penny i've still got my lucky penny and my rabbit foot what about ghosts yeah i believe in ghosts Mm, okay. Have you ever seen a ghost? Uh, no, I haven't. No, I haven't seen a ghost, but I do believe in ghosts. Have you ever I felt the presence that... of a ghost? Yeah, I have actually, yeah. Where was it? Uh, it was when my great nan died, actually. It was when I was, it was late at night, but I think that might have been psychological. There you go. But there I believe in go. ghosts. I think you should always believe in things that, uh, I think that's the excitement of life. But specifically about death. How is the excitement of dies, of life believing in someone that's dead because i think it's nice to believe that there are ghosts circulating i enjoy it why do ghosts only come out at night why well exactly that's my point why well we don't know that for sure maybe it's because you can't see them in the light maybe they need their spookiness their spooky aura to kind of show up in the pitch blackness kind of like if there was ghosts they'd be there all the time rather than oh it's dark so it's gonna be scary if i come out now like, I mean, in fairness, if ghosts are real, I'm not saying they are, I'm dubious, but if they are and I came back as a ghost, I would proper scare people just for, just for fun. Yeah. Why are they always scary as well? No why one ever comes st- back as like a nice ghost, do they? It's always a scary ask, ghost. How are you, how are we skimming over the fact that one of the most famous films when it comes to scaring people have used real dead people, skeleton bones in it? And we're just dismissing that as normal. Because you I've said you believed in ghosts and that was more interesting to me. Yeah, oh. never seen it. And and also, like, where do I go with it? It's interesting, but, you know, I can't, I'm not going to, not going to have a chat about how, you, you, like, I had a good chat about how fit Elvis Presley is with his blonde hair. Well, how would you feel when you were filming Harry Potter if there were skeletons real, around you with real people? Yeah, I'd be like, oh, that's something <laughs> what would you want from me here you, well, want... you know i just thought that you'd be like this is this is this is disgusting i mean where do you get skeletons from but this is my point as well this is where i want to go mark well done you know this is the avenue like let's start talking about that where's it coming from how are we getting it well i mean i just asked you you can't ask me back i i re- well uh, did they did they dig <laughs> up skeletons do you reckon they went grave digging is that what you're saying well, I don't know, mate. But I, yeah, I, I mean, there is no other answer. I imagine they probably got them from like a science place. Place of science. Oh, famous science places. Like, you know, somewhere that studies skeletons and just has them on in a cupboard somewhere. I'm very sceptical of it, actually. Now, now I've thought about it, I'm very sceptical. Yeah, I'm not convinced where you get it, but how many skeletons are we talking here? Are we talking two? Are we talking 20? What are we talking? Watch the scene. Well, I, I can't do the podcast! That's your job, mate. Sorry. Well, I, watch I, the scene after. As a guess. Have a guess. Paint a picture what for our like? listeners. Go on. Uh, f- five, is it maybe? Five? Poltergeist. Geist. Yeah, maybe like five. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Mm, well, so I reckon if you wanted to, you could get your hand on five skeletons. It was cheaper to buy them from a medical supply company there we than go. making them out of rubber at the time. That's but they look super scary. Like, it's petrifying. Like, just Google right now. Medical supply place, scene. also known as a place of science. Yeah, it's it's petrifying. Like, that is honestly terrifying. It's pretty disconcerting that 
it's cheaper to get them from that than it is to make them. Right, Mark, give us your second fact. Okay, fact number two. Tom from MySpace was subject to one of the largest FBI raids in Californian history. Cool. We all know Tom. We all know Tom. We were all friends with Tom on MySpace because you had to be. Hold on. What's the main thing that everyone will know about Tom? The picture. Exactly. Also, interesting fact, he always claimed to be 32. He was actually 37. (sighs) I was never on MySpace. So I, I, do, I know of Tom. You would have been about four when MySpace was out, Connor. Yeah, I think, no, I bet. I Six. know of Tom, but I don't know what he looks like. Anyway, tell me more. Why, why was he raided? So Tom from MySpace, also better known as Tom Anderson to his family and friends, hacked into Chase Bank's computer system. So Chase is a big banking uh, company in America, for those who are listening in the UK. Uh, so he hacked into Chase Bank's computer system, then showed all his friends how to do it too. So uh, the bank notified the FBI they had a bit of a hacker. So they set up an, ele- an electronic trap in the computer system and that traced it to at least 23 homes in the San Diego area. 50 FBI agents then raided the home of Tom Anderson and his friends, seized 25 personal computers, but no one was arrested for they were all around the age of 14 at the time. Wow. Oh my God, that is ridiculous. Do you want to know what his hacker name was? Because they all yeah, they all get on. hacker names, don't they? His hacker name, yeah. Lord Flathead. <laughs> Hacking just baffles me. Like I, yeah. don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have an absolute clue where to start. Yeah, what, mate. What do you I was do? About just typing Control this. F, or what? What happens? I know. I don't understand how they approach it. I mean, a lot of hacking now, isn't it? It's like just what happened on Twitter with the Bitcoin thing. Like it's sending emails, which then when someone clicks, it gives them access. But like the old school hacking of like going into the back ends of a website yeah. or whatever and recoding it is phenomenal. They basically they had to code a program, which then uh, it was all to do with numbers and sequences to get into the back end, and the program um, figured it out. And yeah, he then told all his friends so. They did. They raided, bang on, seven o'clock, got all of the houses, so there was no, no one could give the heads up to anyone else. They raided uh, these homes to then find a bunch of kids were doing it. They were expecting some serious criminal ring of hardcore hackers, but no, just high school freshmen. Right, let's get my second fact in. There is a fence over 3,000 kilometres long. It divides Australia in two, and it is just made to keep rabbits out. That's amazing. How do you... Just like, that's a big fence to maintain. 3,000 kilometres long. It's actually three fences that they've merged into one. Okay, a, explain. I mean, I, I like this. They introduced rabbits to Australia in the early 1900s or late 1800s. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. How do you introduce rabbits to a country? Do you just what? like plop them in Yeah, there? if they're not you native. Down, you put them down over Tinder and then you, the rabbit says to Australia, look, the app keeps freezing. Can I have your phone number? <laughs> no, seriously though. Is that how they do it then? Like say like Australia needed some pigeons. Do you just drop two off? Pretty much, yeah. Sick. The pro- problem was Australia, perfect place for a rabbit. Like the climate and just everything was amazing. So they quickly like reproduced all year they round. They were at it, it like was, rabbits. It was, Literally. They literally were, yeah. Legends, legends. All year round. Um, and they just became pests. So they needed to split the rabbits and make sure they couldn't move from Western Australia, I think, or maybe the other way around. Uh, so they built this huge rabbit-proof fence over 3,000 kilometres long. It divides Australia in two. Rabbits like always this. find a way through, though, don't they? Always well, find the a way I mean, through. 
I mean, I love Australia, but it's stupid because rabbits literally burrow. So they're, they're like, one of the things, one of their only jobs is to burrow. It's kind of like building a fence and going, it'll be fine. That will keep the pigeons out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's that up underneath. But it's the longest fence in the world. Uh, 2,023 miles, 3,236.8 kilometres. Wow. So imagine actually fitting. So that's, it's, it must just be running through like grassland. It's not going through someone's back garden. Uh, correct. Yes. I mean, there's not a lot in Australia. I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's the all the coast. It's all the coast. So it's just one long desert fence. I like that. that that's that, that's an interesting fact. I, I'd love to have been at the, the discussion where they were like, we need to put a fence up. How long should we make the fence? Maybe, yeah, and what do you I think? Re- Maybe like 100 yards? No, I was thinking about 3,000 metres. Oh God, Clive, you know Clive's you- on one again, boys. You know how my mind works as well. Like I, I, I pick out the bits that sort of jump at me and I'm like, oh my God. And the biggest thing from that, you know what I'm loving is the fact that these two rabbits were just plonked in Australia because they needed some rabbits. I, I mean, I, I love that. Like, is that honestly how they do it? Well, I, I don't think know if it's as simple as that, but oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, just imagine like a care package being like, oh, Iceland's a bit low on, um, you know, ferrets. Let's just drop some in. Well, I mean, some animals mm. are native to certain countries. Like, for example, we haven't gone, you know what we're lacking here? Lions. Let's introduce lions to the UK. No one's done that other than zoos, but, you know, that's a different matter. So, you know, the there's obviously there's a bit of yeah, certain animals for certain places. But, yeah, if you can introduce an animal to a certain place, of course you just take it over there, don't what's you? The, what's the point in a rabbit? What's the point in any creature? Well, rabbit being more so. Like oh, wild not- rabbits, what do, they, what do they do? Just, like, hop along, look really cute. What's the point in a dog? It's exactly the same oh, thing. Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know if you can compare them. Well, no, but you can compare the pointlessness of them. Uh, well, no, a dog's got a lot more um, human happiness, you know. That's only because we're kind of trained to love them. I think if everyone had dogs, when they're uh, more rabbits than dogs when you were early, you'd probably find them as cute as dogs. What's the most pointless animal? Bees. No, uh, wasps. Bees yeah, are good. Bees. Wasps aren't. Wasps can do one. Yeah, they're not pointless. They're just irritating, aren't they're they? They're pointless. I saw a wasp, a wasp yesterday when I was eating my uh, sea bass. I, I, I left it. And uh, like I finished with my food and it was just on the on the side as I was clearing everything up. And um, it come and, and flew over and picked a bit of sea bass up and flew away. And it was definitely three times the size of the wasp itself. And the wasp couldn't fly properly. It was, it was quite funny. And it was sort of being dragged down. Sea bass. Someone's doing very well for themselves with some sea bass of a Sunday night. Yeah, we had um, garlic prawns to start, sea no, bass to finish with a yeah. nice spinach salad, some oil. It was, it was fantastic. Were you out or were you at home? I was at home. Who has who has multiple courses at home? I live with my parents, so my mum and dad they they love they love cooking. So uh, my dad's very very into the barbecue. We've got a new barbie. Did so, you barbecue um, yeah, the zebras? Yeah, yeah. So you put it in. Oh, like, hello. I think given how successful a podcast like Table Manners is, maybe we should do Baffled while your dad cooks for us because you know happily you know happily. let's just let's just follow the trend and also get some great food at the same time. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, we're here to tell you about the Loose Lips podcast. Me being Georgie Porter. And me, Samira Mighty. We are all about honesty and not holding back, especially when it comes to what's in the news. Plus, we answer your questions and give advice wherever it's asked for. Even when it's not asked for. You can expect to hear a little bit of this. That's so... Do you know what I mean? Not really, mate. A little bit of this. Listener letter. I'm a vegan and I'm currently dating a non-vegan. Get over it, yeah. And of course... A bit of this as well. Where do you both <laughs> sit on plastic surgery? On my fake implant butt, bitches. <laughs> I don't. It's real. That's the Loose Lips podcast out every Monday and not forgetting the bonus extra lippy on Thursdays. Find it wherever you found this podcast. We'll see you there. Right, before we get our third and final facts, uh, let's see who's got in touch over on Instagram. If you want to slide into our DMs, you can. Our handles are in the podcast notes. However, you're listening to us. Uh, anyone? Anyone for anyone? I would like to just say um, a shout out to those who are actually messaging me now. I had a little rant a few weeks ago that no one messages me. And now loads of you have to say, I feel sad that you don't get messages so hi. So thank you to those people. All I get, all I get is people saying I'm too mean. Well, maybe don't be so mean. I'm not yeah, mean. Deserved. You are. Uh, you I mean, are mean. You, I mean, you want to. You want to sit here. You want to be on the end of it, mate. You. My word. We record for about four hours, and it gets cut down to. Hey, I'm, minutes I'm in here as well. Here. I know the pain that you supposedly go through, and I think you should. You should be nicer to him. I'm just. I'm just well, stirring it now, just to see the messages you get. Let, let's talk. Let's talk about the the Instagram. The, the, the people that matter right now. Not out. Not out. The base of who's being mean to who. Right. So, Claire. Simuckle, I'm really sorry, by the way, for people that get in contact and I can't pronounce their names. I struggle with this anyway in life. But her name is Claire Simuckle. Um, and she got in contact saying, I just wanted to say that I'm loving the podcast. I got some of my friends hooked too. Brilliant stuff. You guys are hilarious. Also, I'm going to be studying in London soon. I don't know if any of you guys are from there, but do you have any recommendations on places to check out? Connor, what do you reckon? You could give her some nice recommendations of the all the toilets that you have to dash into when you're caught short just to help her out in case she's a member of Bibs. But, but yeah, yeah, if if that is the case, London provides a lot of that. But yeah, recommendations, ugh, I mean, you're in London, really. Doesn't matter what road you go down, you're going to find something you'll like. There you go, Claire, thanks for that. Ask for recommendations. Well, yeah, just find it. Find it yourself. Yeah, great. Right, travel bit of the podcast done. Right, okay. Let's get third and final facts then. Connor, take it away. Pigs physically cannot look up towards the sky. That must be an issue for when they're flying. They never know. They never know that one of their brethren is flying because they physically can't see. Is that, but imagine 
imagine Is that how... just because their neck's so fat? Yeah, but just imagine how awkward it would be. I mean, then again, they probably don't know any different, obviously. But I don't know, like, your neck... That, well, if you think of a pig... Yeah, they're always their nose is always in the mud. Yes, but I've you know I can't imagine they've got much movement in in the neck area. Do you reckon that they don't know that humans have faces? No. If they can't look up, no, they, they, they only they, know that we have knees. They can't look up to the sky. Yeah, but if they're looking up towards the sky, they're going to look up towards a human. Do they think that actually, when a human comes over, it's really just two stumps? That's yeah, all it maybe. is. Just maybe. a left. Just two stumps that always happen to travel around together. Humans are very needy because they can only see from knee down. Left knee, right knee. We can't prove it, but it could well be. Tell you what, we talked about bunnies earlier on. I love a pig. I think pigs are really cute. Oh, no. See, I don't understand. They're like, oh, look, it's a little micro pig. Oh, no, No. I don't like a micro pig, but like a big old brutal beast that's there just swilling in its own turd. Love it. I just like the audacity of this bird. They just don't care. Love it so much. Right, Mark, give us your third and final fact. Dolphins have bromances. I love a dolphin as well. Love I a love dolphin. A bromance. So it's been shown, uh, a study from the University of North Florida has found that dolphins have bromances where two males will pair up for as long as 15 years and help each other hook up with females. Is this why you always see dolphins sort of together? They always swim in twoes, don't they? Well, Quite possibly, animals, it's either yeah. a male and a female dolphin or it's a bromance going on. They are very social animals. Uh, it's only lady... something that's ever been found in humans and dolphins. Do they have nice. lady romances? Lady bromances? Uh, I mean, the study only found bromances, but I imagine that that's also the case. Um, but yeah, I mean, a bromance or a wingman or maybe a thin man. <laughs> thin man. Oh, I like that. Well done. That's clever. i tell you what. I, yeah, dolphins are one of the smartest creatures out there, aren't they? Huge brains, genius. They can pretty much talk just like humans. This, I saw something the other day about uh, someone who had fallen into the sea. There was a shark there and loads of dolphins surrounded him. This guy that had fallen into the sea and kind of kept him safe for hours and hours and hours. Genius. Love a dolphin. What, they can talk like humans? Well, no, they, they, they talk, talk to like each humans. O- they talk to each other in a similar way to humans talk to each other, don't they? Wow. Dolphins are incredibly intelligent creatures. That's really cool. I've never really looked into dolphins, but I feel like they would. I've never even seen a dolphin other than like like close. You know, like people. Dolphins are dolphins. majestic. Is that kind of wrong? People that swim with dolphins. What is what kind of wrong? Like you know, like when you like go and they're like kept in pools, basically, and stuff. Is that kind of well, like kind of bad? I don't know too much about it. If if the animals are, I mean, it's not nice for a creature to be in somewhere where it's meant to be in somewhere a lot bigger. You know, you'd be a bit annoyed if you were meant to be in a massive ocean. And I mean, it's been like, it's been like us for the last few months in lockdown. You know, you've got yeah. the whole world to play with and uh, you need to stick in your room. But I guess if they're doing their bit for conservation, that's probably quite useful. And if they, if the plan is for one day, they are going to chuck them out in the sea. That's pretty sick. I invite opinion. Oh, sorry, I, I did not hear what you said. <laughs> okay, Connor, pick up. Uh, I didn't either. <laughs> did you not hear or did you not listen? Uh, just <laughs> the listen. I, 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 I think, yeah, I think me and Mark can both agree there that we, we probably turn off. You <laughs> asked me a question. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? No, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> 
she just switched off. <laughs> oh, so did I. Completely. Right, my third and final fact. Walt Disney originally wanted his mouse to be called Mortimer Mouse, not Mickey. And it was his wife that told him otherwise. You love a bit of Disney, don't you? I love a bit of Disney. I'm a bit, I'm, I am a Dis-nerd. As is, that, is that what they call themselves? Yeah, that's what it's called, yeah. What, what, what is it about, like, I went to Disneyland, I enjoyed it, but what is it about these people that have to go to every single one? What are you getting from this? It's just, it's, it's a magical place. I think there's a, uh, there's a sense of, I mean, A, there's obviously a love of Disney. B, I think the parks are, they're an escape from reality. I've only ever been to Paris. Worst one, mate, worst one. Yeah, no, I've never been to Florida, which is really upsetting. I've, I've been to um, LA, but that's only Universal, isn't it? No, there is one in, um, in Anaheim, just outside LA. So where is there? There's one in Florida, LA, Paris and so Hong Kong? Anaheim, LA is the first one. Uh, then you've got Orlando. Then you've got yeah. Paris, Hong Kong, Shanghai and Tokyo. How how good is it in Florida? Oh, it's in, it's insanely good. It's is massive, that the best isn't one? It? It's you. Yeah, it's so that all of them are Disney lands except for Florida, which is Disney World because it's so big. The, the 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 other fact that I love. Sorry, down to go for your fact. When they first started buying up the land for uh, Disney World in Orlando, it was all swampland, and obviously Disneyland um, Disneyland California had been such a huge success. They knew that if they knew who they were, they were going to put it at a premium. So they used a shell company to buy all this land so they could buy the land for cheap because it was swamp land, which is useless to anyone. Then when they finally realised who it was and who was buying it up and why they were buying so much, the cost of that land rocketed. So that's why they bought so much of it under a shell company originally. So what is your love for Disney, Mark? Like, are you are you just into Disney World, Disneyland, or are you just into Disney brand? I, just, I love Disney brand. What What's your favourite Disney film? Um... I mean, you've got, you know, Lion King, Aladdin, Toy Story, classics for a reason. I think Hercules is one of the most underrated Disney films. That's a quality film. That is mental. Hercules came at the time when they were all a bit ropey. You know, they had those like it that. It was Hercules, real, it, like that, that's real, ni- late 90s, early thousands, to use real Connor's phrase. Dirge. Yeah, and then you had Emperor's New Groove as well. I think they're, and Atlantis as well. I think they're all very good films that are very underrated. Yeah, I, but yeah, I love Disney. And I like, I like going way back to what this podcast is actually. I like the fact, Dan, I, I'm, I'm intrigued and I wonder why Mickey was the settling name. I don't know, ask Mark. We're much cuter, I'd imagine. Yeah, Mickey's cuter. Mortimer doesn't sound as like you wouldn't go, oh, Mortimer. It's like, oh, Mickey. Mickey's a, Mickey's just, a, it just feels better, doesn't it? It's just a better vibe off Mickey. And that is it for this week, Raffold. So, what have we learned? Um, it's been a busy one. Yeah, let's see how this goes. Rabbits are better than dogs, aren't they? Uh, Mark probably should be the world's shortest goalkeeper. And a little bit of pseudocrem really softens it up and helps you out with you three times a day. Say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Mark. See you next time. If you've got a fact that you want to let us know, hit us up on Instagram. You can find all of our handles in the episode's notes below. Uh, Leave us a review on Apple as well, and we will see you soon. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.